Section 4 of Lord of a Thousand Sons by Paul William Anderson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Paul Harvey. I can't understand you, John Laird, said Joanna. Sometimes, replied Darius lightly, I don't understand myself very well. Nor you, my dear. She stiffened a little. That will do, Lieutenant. Remember your position here. Oh, the devil with our ranks and countries. Let's be live entities for a change. Her glance was quizzical. That's an odd way for a soulman to phrase it. Mentally, Darius swore. Damn this body anyway. The strength, the fineness of coordination and perception. Half the senses he had known were missing from it. The gross brain structure couldn't hold the reasoning powers it once had. His thinking was dull and sluggish. He made blunders the old Darius would never have committed. And this young woman was quick to see them. And he was a prisoner of John Laird's deadly enemies. And the mind of Laird himself was tangled in thought and will and memory, ready to fight him if he gave the least sign of... The Solarian's ego chuckled nastily. Easy, Darius, easy. Shut up, his mind snapped back, and he knew drearily that his own trained nervous system would not have been guilty of such a childishly emotional response. I may as well tell you the truth, Captain Rostoff, he said aloud. I am not Laird at all, not any more. She made no response, merely dropped the lids over her eyes and leaned back in her chair. He noticed abstractly how long her lashes were. Or was that Laird's appreciative mind, unhindered by too much remembrance of Lorna? They sat alone, the two of them, in her small cabin aboard the Janyard cruiser. A guard stood outside the door, but it was closed. From time to time they would hear a dull thump or clang as the heavy machines of Vuirda were dragged aboard. Otherwise, they might have been the last two alive on the scarred old planet. The room was austerely furnished, but there were touches of the feminine here and there. Curtains, a small pot of flowers, a formal dress hung in a half-open closet. And the woman who sat across the desk from him was very beautiful, with the loosened, ruddy hair streaming to her shoulders, and the brilliant eyes never wavering from his. But one slender hand rested on a pistol. She had told him frankly, I want to talk privately with you. There is something I don't understand, but I'll be ready to shoot at the first suspicion of a false move. And even if you should somehow overpower me, I'd be no good as a hostage. We're Janyards here, and the ship is more than the life of any one of us. Now she waited for him to go on talking. He took a cigarette from the box on her desk, Laird's habits again, and lit it and took a slow drag of smoke into his lungs. All right, Darius, go ahead. I suppose your idea is the best. If anything can be made to work at all, but I'm listening, remember. I am all that is left of this planet, he said tonelessly. This is the ego of Darius of Toliff, immortal of Weirda, and in one sense I died a million years ago. 
she remained quiet but he saw how her hands clenched and he heard the sharp small hiss a breath sucked between the teeth briefly then he explained how his mental pattern had been preserved and how it had entered the brain of john laird you don't expect me to believe that story she said contemptuously do you have a lie detector aboard i have one in this cabinet i can operate it myself she got up and fetched the machine from a cabinet he watched her noticing the grace of her movements you died long ago lorna you died and the universe will never know another like you but i go on and she reminds me somehow of you it was a small black thing that hummed and glowed on the desk between them he put the metal cap on his head and took the knobs in his hands and waited while she adjusted the controls from laird's memories he recalled the principle of the thing the measurement of activity in separate brain centers the precise detection of the slight extra energy needed in the higher cerebral cortex to invent a falsehood i have to calibrate she said make up something i know to be a lie new egypt has rings he smiled which are made of limburger cheese however the main body of the planet is a delicious camera bear that will do now repeat your previous statements relax laird damn it blank yourself i can't control this thing with you interfering he told the story again in a firm voice and meanwhile he was working within the brain of laird getting the feel of it applying the lessons of nerve control which had been part of his weirden education it should certainly be possible to fool a simple electronic gadget to heighten activity in all centers to such an extent that the added effort of his creative cells could not be spotted he went on without hesitation wondering if the flickering needles would betray him and if her gun would spit death into his heart in the next moment naturally laird's personality was completely lost its fixed patterns obliterated by the superimposition of my own i have his memories but otherwise i am darius of weirda at your service she bit her lip what service you shot four of my men consider my situation woman i came into instantaneous existence i remember sitting in the laboratory under the scanner a slight dizziness and then immediately i was in an alien body its nervous system was stunned by the shock of my entry i couldn't think clearly all i had to go on was laird's remembered conviction that these were deadly foes surrounding me murderous creatures bent on killing me and wiping out my planet i acted half instinctively also i wanted in my own personality to be a free agent to get away and think this out for myself so i did i regret the death of your men but i think they'll be amply compensated for hmm you surrendered when we all but had you anyway yes of course but i had about decided to do so in all events her eyes never lifted from the dials that wavered 
life or death. I was, after all, in your territory, with little or no hope of getting clear, and you were the winning side of this war, which meant nothing to me emotionally. Insofar as I have any convictions in this matter, it is that the human race will best be served by a janiard victory. History has shown that when the frontier cultures, which the old empire calls barbaric, but which are actually new and better adapted civilizations, when they win out over the older and more conservative nations, the result is a synthesis and a period of unusual achievement. He saw her visibly relaxing, and inwardly he smiled. It was so easy, so easy. They were such children in this later age. All he had to do was hand her a smooth lie, which fitted in with the propaganda that had been her mental environment from birth, and she could not seriously think of him as an enemy. The blue gaze lifted to his, and the lips were parted. You will help us, she whispered. Darius nodded. I know the principles and construction and use of those engines, and in truth, there is in them the force that molds planets. Your scientists would never work out half of all that there is to be found. I will show you the proper operation of them all, he shrugged. Naturally, I will expect commensurate rewards, but even altruistically speaking, this is the best thing I can do. Those energies should remain under the direction of one who understands them and not be misused in ignorance. That could lead to unimaginable catastrophes. Suddenly she picked up her gun and shoved it back into its holster. She stood up, smiling, and held out her hand. He shook it vigorously and then bent over and kissed it. When he looked up, she stood uncertain, half afraid and half glad. It's not fair, protested Laird. The poor girl has never known anything of this sort. She's never heard of coquetry. To her, love isn't a game. It's something mysterious and earnest and decent. I told you to shut up, answered Dariush coldly. Look, man, even if we do have an official safe conduct, this is still a ship full of watchful hostility. We have to consolidate our position by every means at hand. Now relax and enjoy this. He walked around the desk and took her hands again. You know, he said, and the crooked smile on his mouth reminded him that this was more than half a truth. You make me think of the woman I loved a million years ago on Vuerda. She shrank back a little. I can't get over it, she whispered. You, you're old, and you don't belong to this cycle of time at all, and what you must think and know makes me feel like a child. Darius, it frightens me. Don't let it, Joanna, he said gently. My mind is young and very lonely. He put a wistfulness in his voice. Joanna, I need someone to talk to. You can't imagine what it is to wake up a million years after all your world is dead. More alone than, oh, let me come in once in a while and talk to you as one friend to another. Let's forget time and death 
and loneliness. I need someone like you. She lowered her eyes and said with a stubborn honesty, I think that would be good too, Darius. A ship's captain doesn't have friends, you know. They put me in this service because I had the aptitude, and that's really all I've ever had. Oh, comets, she forced a laugh, to space with all that self-pity. Certainly, you may come in whenever you like. I hope it'll be often. They talked for quite a while longer, and when he kissed her goodnight, it was the most natural thing in the universe. He walked to his bunk, transferred from the brig to a tiny, unused compartment, with his mind in pleasant haze. Lying in the dark, he began the silent argument with Laird anew. Now what? demanded the Salarian. We play it slow and easy, said Dariush patiently, as if the fool couldn't read it directly in their common brain. We watch our chance, but don't act for a while yet, under the pretext of rigging the energy projectors for action. We'll arrange a setup which can destroy the ship at the flick of a switch. They won't know it. They haven't an inkling about subspatial flows. Then, when an opportunity to escape offers itself, we throw that switch and get away and try to return to Saul. With my knowledge of weird and science, we can turn the tide of the war. It's risky, sure, but it's the only chance I see. And for heaven's sake, let me handle matters. You're supposed to be dead. And what happens when we finally settle this business? How can I get rid of you? Frankly, I don't see any way to do it. Our patterns have become too entangled. The scanners necessarily work on the whole nervous system. We'll just have to learn to live together, persuasively. It will be to your advantage. Think, man, we can do as we choose with Saul, with the galaxy, and I'll set up a life tank and make us a new body to which we'll transfer the pattern. A body with all the intelligence and abilities of Weirda and all immortalize it. Man, you'll never die. It wasn't too happy a prospect, thought Laird skeptically. His own chances of dominating that combination were small. In time, his own personality might be completely absorbed by Dariesh's greater one. Of course, a psychiatrist, narcosis, hypnosis. No, you don't, said Dariesh grimly. I'm just as fond of my own individuality as you are. The mouth which was theirs twisted wryly in the dark. Guess we'll just have to learn to love each other, thought Laird. The body dropped into slumber. Presently, Laird's cells were asleep. His personality faded into a shadowland of dreams. Dariush remained awake a while longer. Sleep, waste of time. The immortals had never been plagued by fatigue. He chuckled to himself. What a web of lies and counter-lies he had woven. If Joanna and Laird both knew. The mind is an intricate thing. It can conceal facts from itself, make itself forget that which is painful to remember, persuade its own higher components of whatever the subconscious deems right. Rationalization, schizophrenia, 
auto-hypnosis. They are but pale indications of the self-deception which the brain practices, and the training of the immortals included full neural coordination. They could consciously utilize the powers latent in themselves. They could, by an act of conscious will, stop the heart, or block off pain, or split their own personalities. Darius had known his ego would be fighting whatever host it found, and he had made preparations before he was scanned. Only a part of his mind was in full contact with the Lairds. Another section split off from the main stream of consciousness by deliberate and controlled schizophrenia was thinking its own thoughts and making its own plans. Self-hypnotized, he automatically reunited his ego at such times as Laird was not aware. Otherwise, there was only subconscious contact. In effect, a private compartment of his mind, inaccessible to the Solarian, was making its own plans. That destructive switch would have to be installed to satisfy Laird's waking personality, he thought, but it would never be thrown, for he had been telling Joanna that much of the truth. His own advantage lay with the Janyards, and he meant to see them through to final victory. It would be simple enough to get rid of Laird temporarily, persuade him that for some reason it was advisable to get dead drunk. Darius's more controlled ego would remain conscious after Laird's had passed out. Then he could make all arrangements with Joanna, who by that time should be ready to do whatever he wanted. Psychiatry? Yes. Laird's brief idea had been the right one. The methods of treating schizophrenia could, with some modifications, be applied to suppressing Darius's extra personality. He'd blank out that Solarian permanently. And after that, would come his undying new body, and centuries and millennia in which he could do what he wanted with this young civilization. The demon exercising the man, he grinned drowsily. Presently, he slept. End of section four. Recording by Paul Harvey.